We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yold Raven, Ninja Skelts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandob, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, Dullikaushchef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcab, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, Yanni, and Darkstorm Dota. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to welikedota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 347 starts now. Welcome listeners to We Like Dota episode 347. I am your host today, Jim. And I am joined by Elihu. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. The sun is shining. I'm in an air-conditioned house, so that's definitely a positive. But yeah, all things considered, doing pretty well. Excellent. And the two of us are joined by our Sam. Sam. Hello. We have two Sams. Oh, it's... you're right. Yes, we do have two <laughs> Sams. So, Strilling, I guess. Strilling. <laughs> Strilling. <laughs> Yeah. How are you, Strilling? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little, also a little hot, a little yeah. bit less air conditioned. It's really like starting to pick up, and uh, well, I'm kind of glad that like all the rain and storms that were like hitting the East Coast are kind of gone. Uh, I'm not looking forward to like brutal summer of heat and <laughs> every other summer of heat to come. Yeah, I maybe we could all move to I don't know Alaska or something. <laughs> Although Alaska is like 115 degrees now, so who knows? Yeah. I wonder how long it would take us to get to Alaska if we drove. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if... probably a big delta, depending on where you are, end up in yeah. Alaska. And and what if we went by dog sled, but without the snow? <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> you can only go through mud. You have to, like, create it as you go. Or, or maybe we put roller skate uh, wheels on the sled. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just get, like, a radio flyer. <laughs> just sit, sit I, in the red wagon. My my friend growing up used to have, like, a trailer to, like, tow around, like, a little, like, 14-foot sailboat, like uh-huh. a sunfish. Mm. And on really, really windy days when we were at home and couldn't go out sailing because it was too windy, um, we would instead take the sail and mount it onto this, like, wooden trailer that he built for the boat and would go street sailing. <laughs> Like in on the actual roads by his house and be going like 15, 20, 25 miles an hour in like the middle of the street as it was like blowing like ridiculous winds. Nice. How do those yeah. handle and how do street sailing uh, trailers handle? Uh, not very well. I don't really remember how we directed it other <laughs> than like with like operating the boom, I guess. Um, yeah. To tack, tack back up the street to the house. <laughs> I think we ended up pushing. Uh, it was yeah. it was like a one way travel most of the time. Yeah, it was a ride. Sense. Yeah, more of more of a of like a, an amusement park ride than anything. Mm-hmm. With like without any safety regulations, of course. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we had, we like Dota hate safety regulations famously. <laughs> <laughs> So I know we're, we're reckless people. Sorry, go ahead. Here. 
I know this wasn't on the show notes, but uh, for our American audience, happy 4th. Uh, today's the 5th day we're recording. So did you guys do anything fun and exciting for your 4th of July? I had a, a, a three-year-old's birthday party, a family oh. friend. He's born on the 4th of July. And uh, it was actually, it was very nice. It was small, just some close friends and family. We relaxed at their house. So it was nice. Okay. So yeah, when when you're at when you're at birthday parties like that where it's just friends and family and you don't have like a slew of <laughs> tiny humans with adults you're not that close to, those are not the most enjoyable for those of you who don't have kids and aren't aware. Um, but yeah, if this just close friends and family, that can be quite nice. That can be quite nice. Uh, we got back from vacation. We were just traveling, went to a state park, then saw some friends here in oh, Kentucky. Nice. And we got back yesterday and um, between last night and I took today off as well uh, because I have learned that having a day off after vacation is actually one of the best things I can do for myself and (laughs) to uh, recover, get laundry, all that sort of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we had all sorts of fireworks going off in our neighborhood, Um, hung out with my kids, saw some of the neighbors, that sort of thing, but pretty low key, but it was nice. Are both of you uh, big firework people? No, I don't get fireworks myself. We watch the town fireworks. There's a basketball court around the corner from our house that has good sight lines. We just chill there. Yeah, we we enjoy going to fireworks displays, but I just kind of pick up one of those prepackaged things from like Target or Walmart or something, and I just do that stuff with the boy with my kids. Um, yeah. So I don't. I'm not one of these people that drops hundreds and thousands of dollars on fireworks. Yeah, I think I used to like like going to the like firework displays and like all the light shows and stuff at night. But since moving to the city and living in like Philadelphia, and especially moving to South Philly, they're like. They were lighting off fireworks last night, like less than a block away, pretty much like in our like back alley. They were lighting off fireworks. And when you're on like the second floor of like a home and they're right next to your house and like they're exploding, like, you know, like 20 to 25 feet over your head, you're like, what the hell is going on? And yeah, it makes it very difficult to sleep. So yes, I've, I've I've changed my mind on fireworks. I've come around to the uh, the anti fireworks campaign. I have decided that I am very happy to celebrate uh, Independence Day up until about ten p.m. and then I'm ready for everybody to stop celebrating. Like I want to go to bed. Just stop. Yeah, my dog has to stop freaking out at some point. Oh my so goodness gracious! Stop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So we go from anxious dogs to probably some satisfied or frustrated humans. Uh, let's talk about our Dota feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. Sam, uh, how has Dota made you feel? It, it, has it made you as anxious as my poor dog on July 4th? 
By, Honestly, by, just sorry to interrupt, but can we get a WLDL team this year with the name Anxious Dogs? Like that's that's entirely their <laughs> moniker. And yeah, and just like like Arkosh Gaming, like all they do is they say woof or rough or you know just the whole th- go the whole way. Yeah, sorry, it's good. Idea. Sorry to interrupt. No, I think I think much like Fourth uh, of July fireworks and dogs, I think that a lot of Dota players are feeling anxious and maybe dog-like, uh, trying to get through this cavern crawl, because wow, 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 wow. Some heroes are just, like, impossible to win on. And I have been trying to, like, win on, like, Undying and Snapfire, who have just been, like, nerfed into the ground after, like, a few patches of dominance. Yeah. And it just feels like so difficult like i'm kicking and screaming every every match even like good bad and different performance it's just like bashing your head against the wall um so other than that i've had some like some interesting experiences trying out like random heroes like Hmm. uh, some melee fours like earth spirit and kunkka for a cavern crawl and they worked out well or like better than expected um, seeing as though I don't really play these heroes that are like very timing based, um, and like literally spell timings. I mean, mm-hmm. um, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really like earth like power spikes, but um, hitting your spells, uh, and it's kind of embarrassing when you don't. So I'm glad that I, for the most part, hit my spells and got some compliments on my rolls and my uh, torrents. Nice, yeah. When you were you mentioned the the timing based i'm like the power spike of a kunk of four i'm like this is way above my pay grade <laughs> i have no idea what that could be I, I i was actually talking with ursi uh host of fourth spirit podcast um about kunka and he was like yeah the ag sounds good but it's like totally kind of like a grief until you hit level 20 so you want to time up your your ags with that timing ah. because of all like the nice torrent talents around um, but then the other game that I played this week of note, um, was with, uh, well-known Dota creator Purge Gamers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that felt gratifying. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I started out Dota with Purge, like mm-hmm. whether, whether or not I actually played Dota after watching a Purge video, it was Purge that made me realize like, oh, there's like greater strategy to this game. And not right. just, like, running around and, like... Like, it's not just, like, I don't know, Warcraft 3 in, like, some weird world. And you, like, just kind of, like... I Like, the first few games of Dota that I played, I'm sure I didn't understand, like, what a tower was. Or, like, what the objective of the game was. I think I was just kind of hitting things. Yeah. And that's why I like to play heroes like Huskar or Weaver that were just, like... I get to run around really fast or I get to hit things really fast. Um, but... Playing with him, uh, he played mid Doom, which mm. I'm I'm not a big fan of the trendy uh, Midas Doom build yeah. in really any role because you just kind of farm and do nothing, mm. not rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out like relatively okay. He was playing against a mid AA that kept killing uh, our lane. I was playing with Chachi, like oh, no yeah. purge associate. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and I was playing Skywrath Mage, which I'm not a particularly good Skywrath player. I was cavern crawling, and it's like 
a passable combo hero. But we we ended up kind of I ended up playing basically with Chachi and Purge for like most of the game as like we were like the three man smoke gank you know team. It was like Slardar, hmm. Sky, and uh, and Doom, and we were playing against a Ricky. And I'd n- never really thought about it, but Sky as a hero, n- maybe not in the lane, but in the game, makes Ricky's life very difficult. Hmm. Um, and you end up having to, like, buy a Manta, which feels really bad, kind of, on Ricky. Like, it's not, hmm. it's not like, it's not like an item you can farm with or that you, like, really mm-hmm. split push effectively with. It's purely a defensive item right. um, to get rid of the silence and uh yeah we ended up winning that game and we like purge and i kind of comboed for a like the 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 late game kill that like led to victory we like killed the ricky in the mid lane we got a silence on him and then hit him with doom and you know put him to sleep like his dart (laughs) does so doom if you doom a ricky since the ultimate is a passive does he just eventually turn invisible again as far as I'm aware, yes. Okay. I don't know if it ever came up in that game. Purge yeah. asked after I went back and like watched the VOD, and he was kind of curious about it, too. There used to be... I don't know if there's still anything that like allows Doom to break passives. I think that got switched to Infernal Blade, right? Uh, it did for a while, and now his Ags uh, breaks passives again. Yeah, I think oh, it's my Ags. Boy. Ags does, yeah. yeah. This hero is... It goes back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> Different every yeah. six months. Le- level death also oh back goodness. in the game. Level death yeah. is back, yeah. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> that was um, such a confusing ability. Yeah, yeah. but there's there's actually a time where he, I think without any vision, just went and solo killed the Ricky because you just do so much damage with Doom and Ricky like, has like kind of like good laning regen but not great like game regen. And right. just like you know, comboing all your skills on him plus a doom is like enough to kind of kill him in like the first twenty minutes of the game. Which is like, I think that that's kind of a nice feature about Doom. I'll say is that he is kind of just like a one hero is removed from the game, mm-hmm. kind of no matter what, unless you have like some wyvern behind him or whatever. Mm. But yeah, that was my week. How about you, uh, Leo? Uh, well, uh, I was traveling, as I said, most of the week, but I did get a couple games last night and a couple today. Um, I have, as I look back, I think I'm on five or six games in a row where I didn't get MVP, but I got honorable mention. However, in four of those, it was utterly miserable because (laughs) as normal, I'm a support and I would get things like last pick doom hard carry who um it was very weird because their support so me was position five i was playing snapfire um i would go to unblock the hard camp so he would have something to you know a, a creep to grab and then he would move out get jumped on by their two get almost killed i would give him a salve and i kept ferrying regen out to myself so that I could keep him topped off and then he flamed me for buying so much regen and I was just like at this point I'm confused I'm like so you want me to have you die is that is that what's happening here I I was just very confused but he was as I found out not a nice person anyway um (laughs) 
Why, <laughs> just, what did he want you to buy? I he he pinged my items like I had a, a stick I was building into a wand, and I think I had a bracer. And he's like, "You've got nothing to help me." I'm like, "I have bought you like four salves, and I, I yeah." And then I'm yeah. and then I'm buying these sentries to clear up the camps that are being blocked that you are trying to get to. I, I was so confused. I was is very much a what exactly are you wanting from me? And he just, yeah. But he quickly showed himself to not be a nice person that I wanted to interact with, and so I muted him and went on about my day. Um, I had uh, Cavern Crawl. I had two different spaces that uh, Bane could clear off. And so I thought, I'm going to play Bane in this support match. Um, mm. Bane right now is just not good. His Early on, his... Abilities just take so much mana, and <clears throat> there are so many heroes with high mobility at this point that it, it's just, at least for me, it's a challenge to, uh, we had an Ember Spirit who was way ahead of our mid-morphling, and me trying to nightmare him was very difficult because the animation is challenging. Yeah. I was able to Fiend's Grip him several times, but if Fiend's Grip's not up, he just literally dances around me or jumps around me so i tried a couple matches with bane bane just does not feel good right now at all um yeah and i have a lot of matches on him over my dota career and um so yeah i just i don't think he's in a good place um but uh, my most recent my last match i did finally win um instead of having so many and we were talking about this pre-pod a little bit just either weird picks or weird builds or what have you which happened again and again and again i finally won my most recent match so um the mix is frustrating to content those are my feelings that i have right now <laughs> regarding dota how about you jim oh uh yeah my feelings my feelings are are similar i think uh, i had been playing grimstroke quite a bit I played a lot of Grimstroke anyway, just because I think the hero is really fun. Mm -hmm. And he's particularly fun when you have a good like combo with you in lane, like a PA or a mm -hmm. CK or something like that. And you can really use all the abilities. And I so I, I picked him quite a bit recently, and I just kept losing. Again, he's on my cavern, and it's like he's the one of the first supports I have in my cavern. I'm like, all right, cool. I like Grimstroke. Mm-hmm. I'll pick a hero I like, and I'll get cavern points. And then I lost four straight games with Grimstroke mm -hmm. uh, before finally getting a win with Grimstroke. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I uh, got back together with my talisman, Praetor, uh, who I win like 80% of my <laughs> games with. God knows why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was stacking with a bunch of people, and then Praetor was around. We invited him in, and we went for, you know, 46 and 21, and, and we won. Uh, I was with a CK, and we just chain killed their offlane uh, bounty hunter. Nice. Who, f who for whatever? It's always nice to kill a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Especially as and, a support. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he just wouldn't deward my sentries. Like I had some sentries in the beginning of the game, and I put one in lane when we were hit around level two or three. We thought we had like a real good kill chance, and he. We killed him. We could obviously see him. I mean, I silenced him when he was invisible. 
and then he came back to Lane. And uh, we just did the same thing because that's what you do with CK. And we killed him again. And that, I mean, that sentry was up for six minutes or whatever. Oh, man. Life, lifetime of the sentry was. He just never got rid of the lane ward. And, and his, he kept turning invisible and then getting killed. And bizarre. his support didn't do anything about it either? No, I think his support was a tiny. Oh. So as long as you saw the tiny and walked away from him, he yeah. did nothing. And then uh, he did get his revenge on me. He The the bounty finished with 11 kills, way more than anyone else on his team. He was just running around at the end, just just killing me over and over again. <laughs> you were just like, find me in a team fight, like destroy me. And then my team would kill him and take an objective. Yep. Um, so like we, we totally, like, I just, you know, I can't blame him. I, I was the only person he could kill on the team. And uh, he was taking out his frustrations on me. Yeah. I mean, I, he could have just bought a sentry instead of that, but whatever. I, this, uh, this weekend for Battle Cup, I coached my RD2L captain who plays like tier four Battle Cup. Ah. And he had a random player, I think, that requested, like he had last pick, he was playing mid, and he sees, you know, assesses the the lineups of both teams and says, yeah, give me mid bounty hunter. <laughs> it's going to work out. <laughs> it did not work out. Yeah, it, I, I don't know what, like, I don't know why, but bounty hunter is a hero that is like not picked above ancient and is picked like every other game. And there are just so many spammers like below oh, man. Archon that love that hero as a core and just like, don't understand that. Like, Man, you can get gold so many ways faster than like Janata and Track. So, yeah, and um, it it doesn't. I was, I had misunderstood uh, some indications in client, and I thought I would get extra total plus points for winning a game with Bounty Hunter because he was next on my All Hero Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I, I must have played three or four straight games. I think I played four, won the fourth, but I lost a couple. Um, and I would agree with you that it's. Uh, He's so annoying to play against, but he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because what does he do in a team fight? What does he do? He goes up to a tower. What does he do? Like all this hero, like he's not even good at like pickoffs. Really, he just like yeah. enables pickoffs and like makes pickoffs better. It's like, hey, you already you already have four heroes that can do everything you need on a team. Then like, sure, bounty bounty's fine because you're just gonna like win the fights you were already going to win, but, like, get more gold out of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, or, like, he... you're gonna get better vision or something. Yeah, like, this guy, like, what, what does he do? He killed me six times. Um, but, okay, our Chaos Knight is 17, 1, and 10, and your base is gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. Like, I dusted you before you landed the kill shot, so now you're dead. And, uh... That's the end. But I also want to weigh in on your statement about Midas Doom, Sam. All right. Uh, Midas Doom was actually able to defeat Praetor and I later that evening. Hmm. Uh, that's no mean feat. He was on our team. <laughs> we uh, Praetor goes mid-tide, which I think was kind of cool. And it was kind of cool against this lineup that they had. And it worked pretty well when our own Pudge wasn't hooking him out of the team fights. <laughs> Uh, which we're quite sure was um, not intended because, judging from earlier in the game, there's no way this punch could have intentionally hit a hook. Um, oh, no. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, people play Pudge. It was unranked. 
I understand. Just be nice. I just mean the combination of Pudge, Doom Midas, Mid-Tide Hunter. God, I hope your (laughs) Safeling carry was not a melee hero. That's about it. Wraith King. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's like it's like old, like I'm gonna say old school, but like two years ago, Wraith King, where you got the melee vampiric aura strat. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say that, this: the Wraith King didn't do poorly in lane. I was Jakiro, and we did pretty well. We got a we got a couple kills, I think, on their uh, Rasta four. Who, boy, Shackles uh, is no good against Wraith King. Yeah. Like, if Wraith King's in a fight, like, you shackle him, you're just like, your skeletons can hit me for four seconds. (laughs) Um, Which is what happened. But we had an offlane Doom who went Midas Bots Blink. Oh. So he was very... He could get anywhere on the map he needed and get right to the enemy uh, very quickly to feed. (laughs) And he... I mean, I, I am... I love Doom, and I'm not going to complain about the Dooms anyone lands. Um, but this dude just died so quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't, because he had no stats or armor. Yeah, I mean, again, four melee heroes that all require Blink to like be of any use, other than like Pudge, who can maybe do something if he can hit hooks. Mm. Tide and... can waddle in and hit R. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's it, it like it just like you're either playing on like a team fight deficit because you don't have blinks or you go like three or four blinks and then just have no damage or no stats and lose yeah, the fight. We went team fight deficit. Um Crater did well. I think he was probably the high MMR guy on our on our team. And so I think he he, he was up, up against a sniper mid that just kind of traded farm. And he was running up and like forcing fights at towers, you mm-hmm. know? Like everybody just get behind me. And we were, did a pretty good job of that, but then there was one key team fight. Um, it was one of those where, like, I'm playing Jakir, I'm casting all my spells in the back line, and then at some point I'm like, why is everyone dead? Uh, apparently everyone ran in, because they're all melee heroes. And during the single team fight, our Pudge hooked Praetor away from the enemy team three times. <laughs> oh my god. Like, once, like six seconds later, again, six seconds later, again. And I, I think if he had stuck on it, we probably would have won the team fight, maybe taken a tier two, maybe even a tier three, and it would have been a different game. Um, but the the Wraith King just couldn't keep up in farm with the sniper, and the sniper eventually just killed us. They had a Mars, who was so oh. good, and I always want to play, and I forget to play. But, like, the Mars would just arena a bunch of us, and uh, the sniper would just kill us, because... Mm-hmm. We're stuck in one area for seven seconds. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen a ranked or like professional game. Maybe prof- I'll say series, like a professional or competitive series that did not have a Mars in it in like over a year. I know. I and I like Mars and I played him a lot and I just keep forgetting. So we all play Mars this week. Yeah, that's a good plan. We'll have some good feelings. Uh, speaking of professional matches, want to head over to the news? Let's do yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. Dota news. Not too much in the way of news. I think one thing we could do is I'm just gonna share one of my insights about the battle pass, uh, which was mm. lost, which was lost to the ether last week, and then we can get Elihu's take on it if you have a take on it. Elihu. Okay. Uh, my 
here's my hot take. I'm gonna fire shots over at Valve. The the weekly quests, you have to accomplish these things, and then you get stars. And then based on the number of stars, you get points. Then you have to like claim the points to add them to your total. Just give me points when I accomplish the thing. There's like four variables here. <laughs> Why do I have to do that? Yeah, it's like, is there any is there any situation in which you would not want to claim the points? <laughs> yeah, no, like, never. I think in defense of Valve, other than the claim feature, which I think is just like purely to leave points on the table on the part <laughs> of Valve. Um, you know, it's like it's like having a casino that like just doesn't remind you you like forgot half your chips like back there at the <laughs> at the blackjack table or something. Right. But the like the system is set up in such a way that you don't actually have to complete every single level of every single quest. And I think the thinking behind it is that like if there are exceptionally difficult quests, like for example, you know, both of you play you know, uh, maximum 10 games a week or something like that. Yeah. Getting to 50 games would be very difficult. And I yeah. think that was a quest like maybe last week or this week. Um, so instead, you just need to hit the second level of that one and then and maybe perform better or like here, farm some relics or whatever you have to do. Maybe some Nemesis matches. Um, but you can still access all of the battle points that are being allotted for that week. So I think that's like a... a nice quality of life uh okay yeah now i see that i'm looking at it okay yeah Yeah. it took me a while to realize because i was also confused as to why they were having us do it until like literally counted up the number of like bars or whatever (laughs) yeah Yeah. there there are a couple things that i do like about this change the quality of life change is one um i could go back and do week one now you can only work on one Mm. week at a time but i could go back and select i want to work on week one quests to get all those points um, and then go go back to week two or what have you. So that was that was very appreciated that I haven't just lost all those because I was on vacation. Um, the other thing, with, with the claim, it almost made me think, and I had to go back and, and reread it to make sure that I wasn't missing something. When I saw that claim button, I thought there was almost like a risk that... <laughs> you know, you can get more, but if you lose, then you lose some of these points. That's kind of what I thought it was. Oh. It's almost like that you're increasing the odds. Like, yeah, you can win more, and um, but no, nothing of that nature. I just thought it was bizarre. So, yeah, um, in that regard, that was kind of weird. But all in all, there are a lot of cool things about it. I have not played a single Nemesis match. I don't really know anything about that game mode at this point. But yeah, that's all in all. It's a pretty cool battle pass. There are a lot of cool things in there. It's imperfect, but it's all right. It's pretty good. All right. I now understand the stars thing. So thank you for answering my question. No, no problem. <laughs> thank, thank you for, you for uh, responding to our noobs ask noobs uh, request. <laughs> <laughs> no problem yeah oh that's nice yeah so i can go back to week one and just play a match and get 1500 points mm-hmm. because that will bump me to the next thing and then it okay yeah it's uh, I think it's complicated but i understand why at least at least you're going to be able to max out all the quests if you, i like if you're a, if you're a consistent enough dota player i think that you should be able to 
like go back and do a lot of these quests and get like 90% of these points you know what I mean if you're like really consistent or whatever mm-hmm. whereas yeah. I, there are past years where I've definitely missed points even though I might have been playing 20 games a week or something Whoa. yeah okay that sounds good what level you got uh, Elihu uh, I think I'm like 103 uh, yeah. or 104 maybe and I bought level 100 so that tells you how much I've played <laughs> yeah, since it like came out <laughs> The, it's like the grown-up thing, right? Yeah. It's like all the grown-ups have like 100 and some small integer. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> we all bought the level 100 and then played a couple games. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. I said, uh, I'm going to see if I can grind uh, to like the max level I possibly can and then maybe I'll buy some levels. But I just started with a level 1 account and now I'm level 13. So Wow. Very nice. Yeah, what? What are you shooting for? Is there anything in particular? I know you wanted the the Spectre Arcana, but that's also like way up there. God, I want the Spectre Arcana so bad, but no, I'm not gonna pay for that. Um, maybe I'll get da- like Davion. I don't okay. particularly like it, but like, what the hell? There's nothing really to shoot for other than that. And then I just like the cash and Immortal Treasures, so I'll just try to get as many of those as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, I just yeah. like to do Battle Pass because I'm a completionist. And yeah, spend too much time on this game. So yeah, uh, for me, I honestly I bought the 100. That that got most of the things that I was interested in. Right now, I really want to get the Dark Willow set because I've mm-hmm. been playing her more as a four. Um, so I'm looking forward and I'm trying to grind through the support path just because I like Dark Willow and I I have like one item for her. But yeah. Uh. I, I would like the Dark Willow set, so that's what I'm working on. That's cool. Yeah, if I get the Dark Willow set, maybe I'll give it to you oh, if you don't have it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I have like an old cash set that I like for mm-hmm. her. I have, yeah, I just want like the uh, the Bristleback Rare cash set. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And then I probably, I probably just want to grind up to 125 to get the creeps because I like having yep. creeps. Yep. That's it. They haven't even revealed the creeps yet. I'm kind of excited to see what they'll <laughs> yeah. do, right? Apparently, I just want them sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did see the Davion thing in the game. Uh, Peppy Sylvia has the... And the dragon of it looks really good. Oh, yeah. Slyrak looks dope. Like, yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody trying I... to get the um, Dragon Knight butt emote? Oh. oh. The real whales... Come on, Jim. Admit it. <laughs> Not me, man. You want to be able to spam cheeks on the on the screen. Hey, where's cheeks well, a flapping when you need them? Just the cheeks with the cheeks right there. That would that would it'd be on brand. If you return to Dota, he could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to move into the qualifiers that happened this week? Yeah, let's do that. Sure. So, in uh, everybody's favorite region, North America. Mm-hmm. We America. do you want to talk about some of the the lower bracket runs and like uh, storylines except for the grand finals or do you just want to see one? Uh, I, we can talk about some of the stuff. I mean, I guess the big story was EE. Yeah, because he somehow found a team, uh, <laughs> and they did pretty well. I mean, they immediately got knocked out of lower bracket by I think what black and yellow. Yeah, and then. 
they made quite a run. They knocked out my my beloved two-based boys. Uh, my monkeys did feed in the last game, but uh, I still love him and I love his laugh. Yeah, that was, I think, the the E saga. Yeah. It's like, I think this is one of the more dramatic uh, storylines he's ever had because he shouldn't <laughs> even be in this qualifier. Like, the right. reason there was drama with Black and Yellow is because he couldn't qualify for TI. Like, he didn't get on that team or, like, didn't stay on that team. Yeah. Um, and then Electronic Boys drop out of the qualifiers. So the Envy stack, Bumblebees eat like the two bumblebee ee yeah <laughs> it registers and then they are beaten by uh black and yellow their their former uh team or ee's e. e. former, former team, team. Mm-hmm. in yeah. a grudge match um and then later on down the bracket um they end up having to face off again in the in the lower bracket and uh e comes out on top and eventually loses to four zoomers, but yeah, the you know. for me the the sad thing about that I I really like Moo as a player, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> was he was with them, um, so I hated to see that because yeah, uh, but then again, I've never been an EE fan. I have to ask after all of the documented things that have taken place, uh, how are how are well-known players still playing with him, like Tier 1 players? I understand if you're kind of the up-and-coming, you're scrapping at any opportunity, but, yeah, I'm not not a big fan. Um, but in the end, four, uh, four Zoomers made a heck of a run, but nobody yeah. was able to beat Team Undying, so it just kind of went as everybody expected. Yeah, Undying didn't lose a single game. Mm-mm. <laughs> and so this is... Here, here we can make some some predictions. I think it's a really interesting question as to how good Undying is, because they've essentially only played NA in DPC matches at least. Mm-hmm. They've beaten every team they've played except for EG and Quincy Crew, and I think they did beat EG once. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then EG and Quincy Crew get to go to the major, and they finish second and fifth, sixth. So like maybe Undying's very good. Maybe NA is secretly the supreme region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, and it's and it's all been sitting in front of us this whole time well, as I, like EG continues to succeed in major. Well, here's here's where we are. Uh, what are we? How many teams are going to end up being there? Is it? I can't remember what the total. Sixteen or eighteen, I think. Yeah, I mean, let's let's imagine Undying get top ten. Like yeah. they end up in ninth. Is that overly surprising, or is that? Uh, it's kind of like okay, that's a pretty decent showing. I think. I mean, I think yeah. it means that you have like three, quali- like you have open qualifier teams all below you, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that yeah. you have, you know, the losers of some, of like not losers, but the like last qualified place of like a few regions, mm-hmm. like uh, probably uh, yeah. like China maybe or EU, right? Like is Alliance. Or something gonna like really, <laughs> really be a, a, a match? Who knows? Um, I think they could. I think that they could be a very strong team and and do very well at TI. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, what I'm most interested in is whether this team will even find a sponsor. 
going into <laughs> TI. That is interesting. Like they're they're yeah. so good, like clean swept the quals, and and like I mean Quincy Crew still doesn't have a major sponsor like a, a title sponsor. I, that, yeah, I think and I, that, Undying might not either. I think that Quincy Crew has come out and said they are choosing not to have a sponsor. Really? Be- if I re- if I remember, and I could be completely huh. wrong on this, I think uh, Jack or Korea- KBBQ, um, I believe he said something about, you know, this is the moniker that we have played under. This is the banner we've played under. This is what we are going into TI with. Um, so let me see if I can find that, because I'm pretty sure that was something that came out a couple of weeks ago, even before the qualifiers started. Um, however, that being said... I would like to see Team Undying get a sponsor, and yeah, and frankly, after what there was a, there's been Mouse Sports, there's been, um, I feel like Newbie grabbed an American team at one point. I think Newbie grabbed Quincy Crew at one point. Yeah, or, or like what what eventually became Quincy Forward Crew. Gaming. Yeah. Previously, yeah, I think became Newbie or something like that. Yeah, so it, it's um, it's been interesting uh, with all of that. That being said, while I'm looking this up, I would like to talk about the SEA qualifiers. Holy okay. cow! Did you guys watch any of those matches? I caught like one or two, but I was a little bit doted out between NA qualifiers, and I like watched all of the. Qualifiers. Okay. The SEA region just as a whole was, uh, it was just an amazing, amazing assortment. Every single one was, was crazy. It was on a knife's edge. Like every single series seemed to ha- seem to be tense and it just made you feel nice. like, holy cow. If, if the TI matches are this caliber, we are in for just a treat when it comes to TI. Awesome. Yeah, I did catch some of them. Um, they were exciting. Yeah, this. I feel like this TI actually has a lot of hype going into it, just because it's been so long since TI, and we've only had like for the most part online tournaments and like kind yeah. of limited international play. Like this is like the big dogs coming in with like fresh strats to to really like give up give off a show. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited, honestly. These qualifiers got me hype. Yeah, and and while I still don't understand uh, the gimmick of Arkash Gaming, <laughs> I do want to give them a shout out because I watched their uh, elimination series and the final game. You, you all ever see this movie, Tin Cup? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we know how old the two of you are now. Uh, it's a a movie about golf starring Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. And doesn't it have Matt Damon in it and Will Smith. No, no, that's no, uh, that's, uh, that's Beggar Vance. One. That's yeah. Legend of Beggar Vance. Legend of Beggar Vance. Okay, that's yeah. a different golf movie. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Tin Cup has Don Johnson yes. in it. And yes, Cheech I gotcha. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like on <laughs> HBO a lot. Like I don't know when I was in like college or high school, and you just like turn the TV on and watch it, and. At the end of the movie, and I'm going to spoil Tin Cup. Anyone who's going to go back and watch Tin Cup. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Minutes. Yeah. Spoilers. He, like, hits the ball into the water, the hero, and he keeps taking 
new balls and then hitting them into the water because he knows he can make it over that. And he ends up like hitting an 18 on the 18th hole and losing the U.S. Open. But his uh, love interest runs up to him and is like, are you kidding me? This is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like no one's ever going to remember who won this U.S. Open, but everyone's going to remember your 18. And I felt that way. Uh, about Arkosh's elimination game because <laughs> I don't even I mean, I didn't even know who beat them until I just looked at the thing. But they were uh, Jenkins, who is Gremlo, was playing uh, Nature's Prophet, and he was just constantly split pushing and suiciding and knocking buildings down. And it must have been like the most annoying game for Black and Yellow to play in history. And you know, they were winning, and it clearly became the only option for Arkosh was to win through the stupid split push stuff. And they just kept doing the stupid split push stuff. And I, Jenkins' voice in my mind, talking about how OP uh, Fury and Shard is, uh, just kept replaying itself as I watched him, as I watched his super treants knock down another <laughs> tier three tower uh, while he was while he was dead, having just been killed in their base. Um, it was so much fun to watch. Uh, and they did lose in the end. So, I mean, justice was done because that's a stupid way to win. But yeah. it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I think Arkosh is like currently at least in the category of like teams you can't really hate because they don't really win. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. frankly, they're mostly doing it for the memes anyway. I mean, when I saw them playing against, I think, the cut or something else, like they first picked a pudge. And so you knew it was going to be a Jenkins, a.k.a. Gremlo, Pudge. And yeah. I just saw him do some really, really kooky stuff. And they were having fun. And even before that that Black and Yellow series, Sir Action Slacks tweets, please, somebody beat us. We should not be winning. <laughs> yeah, I think I could just picture Black and Yellow like during this whole stupid split push thing. Like, are you seriously making <laughs> us play this out? <laughs> or, or what about the 30 or 40 minute delay? during one of the series because uh, Canis Fultus, a.k.a. Shaggy, was asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and he just wouldn't wake up. <laughs> they couldn't get a hold of him to uh. play for TI calls. <laughs> and so they just they just kept pushing back the game, and I was waiting for them to take like a forfeit, but instead they just kept taking um, like uh, reserve time penalties. So they drafted with less than like 40 seconds of reserve time. Uh-huh. And they just blew through their picks. <laughs> yeah, Sir Action Slacks beforehand. Awaken time. I don't know how else to say this. This is in all caps, by the way. But to this, but we really, really should be losing. Someone please beat us. And then uh, Owie was standing in, Owie 2000. And then Arkosh says, due to his poor performance and inability to secure us a very easy TI-10 invite, we have parted ways with Owie 2000. And his response, I've been kicked from Arkosh Gaming after losing TI qualifiers. I actually love people. Thank God I'm out. <laughs> that, if you're not familiar, <laughs> dear listener, is an homage to after he got kicked from EG, back when he back after they won TI, where he's like, I've been kicked from evil geniuses after winning TI. I hate people, was his tweet at that point in time. <laughs> well done, Allie. <laughs> and yes, by the way, I went back and I looked. Um, this time we won't be... I'm talking about Quincy Crew. Jack posted this. But this time we won't be going to TI as someone else. We are once again in discussion with possible partners and sponsors, sponsors but the name Quincy Crew will be at TI-10 in one way or another. So Ooh, they are going maybe, as okay, Quincy Crew. Maybe it'll be like a... Um, like a 
a title sponsor that just adds their like prefix on like you know PSG LGD maybe mm-hmm. we'll have like a like a UA uh, Quincy Crew like a Under Armour Quincy Crew or I don't know Mercedes Benz Quincy Crew well, it could be Quincy something Crew dot Malkovich right. <laughs> John Malkovich collection oh please. Oh, or be like uh, Quincy Crew presented by uh, presented by Optic Gaming or something like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess could, Optic's yeah, a likely sponsor. Like, uh, likely I mean, there are a bunch. That, there's uh, there are a bunch of organizations out there who would love to get coverage during TI when so many people are watching. True. But here's the question: Where is TI gonna be? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that wasn't too loud. No, I, I, I didn't hear a thing, single thing, actually. Um, <laughs> it, it just, so, it just uh, Discord just broke. <laughs> a, lot of it did, a lot of it didn't come through. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no update yet, I guess. Well, uh, man, I really hope they have it at the right time. Yeah, this is, like, it would be kind of upsetting if they pushed it back, like, to yeah. like September, October, but you know, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time for hero of the week. Sure. Alright. You want to hear the week? You want to go straight into noobs ass noobs because we have a bunch of questions. Uh, maybe we can just run through hero of the week, like. Okay. Work. Yeah. We don't have to talk strats too much or anything, but. I feel bad just because we haven't done it in like a few weeks. Sure. Sounds good. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Welcome back, listeners. This week's hero of the week is Dark Willow. I hear I'm surprised we haven't done this hero of the week. Uh, but we haven't. And she just got a new Immortal. And she's super fun to play. Elihu mm-hmm. just mentioned he's been playing her a lot. I play yep. her a lot. I think, I'm sure Sam has. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go through some of her abilities. And then, I don't know, give some uh, advice that won't work. <laughs> yeah, definitely going to be bad advice. That's the only type <laughs> of advice I give. Yeah. If it wasn't for bad advice, we'd have no advice at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to read the lore while I go through abilities? All right, here, hang on. I'm pulling the lore up at this moment. Um, All right, there's not much, so I'll go through abilities, and then we'll hit you up after you've studied it. Yeah, I'm like, where did... I guess I'm on Dota buff, and maybe I shouldn't be. Oh, yeah, it should be on oh. the, the, the wiki we'll have it, or client. Okay, yeah. All right, All go right. ahead. All right. Dark Willow is a ranged intelligence hero, uh, frequently played as a support, uh, always as a support in professional matches, although some people play her mid uh, for fun in pubs. Her Q, and and I just want to say to begin, her abilities synergize so well, like they all play off each other in some way. Um, And she's really like a good example of that new style of hero. I think that they designed where everything can work together uh, in some way, but it's still useful and approachable. Unlike say earth spirit, um, <laughs> you can still play her even if you don't perfectly synergize everything. 
as evidenced by my 43 games. Uh, I don't think I've synergized at all. <laughs> Her cue is Bramble Maze. Dark Willow creates a maze of brambles that grow in the target area after half a second. If an enemy walks into the bramble, they're rooted and take damage over time. The damage goes from 120 up to 240. The root duration goes from 1 to 2.5. Uh, and there are eight brambles. Uh, it is not a maze. They uh, appear in the same pattern every time. Uh, and other people can walk out of them, though I find myself incapable of doing so whenever I play against Dark Willow. They also last for 15 seconds, which is insane oh. in team fights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's very long. And the cooldown is 20 seconds at all levels. And there's a minus seven Bramble Maze cooldown talent. So late in the game, you could have two Bramble Mazes out in the middle of team fights. Very sick on high ground. Yes, both. Yes. <laughs> both taking high ground and defending, defending high ground. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she has an immortal that turns it into a rose bushes in which you get stuck on the thorns. Um, it's very good in like choke pointy areas, like parts of the jungle uh, where there are lots of paths and people can't avoid them. Um, it's very interesting and fun to use. Her W is Shadow Realm. She recedes into the shadows, becoming untargetable. And her next attack has increased attack range. It deals bonus magic damage based on how long she remained under the effects of Shadow Realm. Uh, the maximum damage being reached after 3.5 seconds. The duration of her time in the Shadow Realm is a flat 5 seconds. Uh, the max damage goes from 90 to 360. Uh, the attack range bonus is 600. The cooldown of it goes from 26 to 14, although there is a minus 2 seconds cooldown talent. And uh, this is really useful because it makes you untargetable, as I mentioned. And you can avoid, uh, you could trade really well in lane because you do this huge damage attack every, you know, 26 scaling down to 14 seconds. And if they try to hit you with something that requires you to be targetable, you can disjoint it um, with the Shadow Realm. You could also hit it and then TP out. Uh, and if they don't have an AoE stun, you're good. I didn't realize that the attack range bonus doesn't scale on this. I thought for the longest time that. Like, as you leveled it up, you got more range. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you don't. Uh, And this also ties into her Aghanim Scepter, um, where if you purchase her Aghanim Scepter, attacking no longer takes her out of Shadow Realm, and each attack still has the bonus damage based on the duration of the buff. So you make yourself untargetable for five seconds and throw out uh, increasingly damaging right clicks from, like, all the way across the screen which is why she's so good as a combo with Morphling, because Morphling does a ton of right clicks and then gets all this bonus damage if he uses that with his Ags. Um, a lot of people get the, the, the Dark Willow Ag Scepter with this is like the dream. Um, mm-hmm. And lots of people chase it and probably lose matches because yes. of it. I run into that a lot, <laughs> turbo matches in particular. Yeah. It also like requires you to not be an idiot in your positioning. Um, because you're like essentially a sniper at that point, and the moment that you're not uh, take it like in Shadow Realm or let you like step out too far, you're kind of just dead on this hero. <laughs> oh yeah, she's super squishy. Uh, her E is Cursed Crown. She casts an Ancient Fey curse on the target. After a delay, the target and nearby enemies are stunned. Uh, this is the thing that makes four little 
light bulbs light up over the head of the target. Um, every second, another one goes off. So after a delay of four seconds, the target is stunned for 1.75, scaling up to 3.25 seconds, as are anyone within 360 units of that target. Uh, the cast range scales from 600 to 675, which is a very small difference. The cooldown scales from 18 down to 12. Um, this is... Like it, this along with all the other things she mentions, right? Like the bramble maze sticking out the rose bushes, so you can't walk into them. Cursed crown, like somebody has a thing beeping over their head, uh, and they're going to stun nearby allies at the end of that four seconds. A lot of her abilities, like increase the cognitive load on your opponents. Mm -hmm. Like there's all kinds of things you now have to start thinking about in addition to what your hero is doing. It creates like, a ton of my... chaos in team fights. Yeah, it's really like playing against a good Dark Willow is just such a pain in the neck. Um, and this is kind of exactly in line with that. The shard that she has modifies Cursed Crown. And so when Cursed Crown ends, there are uh, four of the brambles made around the target. And the shard also, which I didn't know, reduces the cooldown by two seconds. And the stun delay by one second. I didn't know it turned into a three second stun delay. Hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't know it that. makes it. It makes it like an instant Yule's combo, basically, or like near instant. Oh wow! Which, which is like pretty dirty. I bet. Uh, she also has two ultimates. <laughs> <laughs> Casual. Uh, her, yeah, like completely inexplicably, she has two ultimate abilities. The first one is Bedlam. Uh, Dark Willow's pet wisp, Jex, roams around her for the duration, rapidly attacking nearby enemies. Um, so every quarter second, the little bundle of light that is circling her attacks a nearby enemy for 75, scaling up to 175 damage uh, at 300 attack radius. And it spins around her uh, at 200 units away from her and it attacks 300 units. So there is some kind of optimal pathing that you can like go around someone counterclockwise and maximize your bedlam damage. I never actually looked into it, especially back that like 43 Dark Willow games. Do you know what it is, uh, Sam or Elihu? The, the path? Like what you're supposed to do to maximize your bedlam damage on a single target. Uh, you're supposed to move, I guess, technically in the opposite direction of the mm -hmm. of Jex. Like... Like, so if Jex is moving, I think, always moves clockwise, you technically, I think, want to move counterclockwise around the target. Yeah, you want to try to circle the target, yep. Yeah. Okay. But, I but I mean, execution-wise, let's let's be real, um, you know, doesn't really happen. And it should be noted that, you know, doing a little bit of uh, napkin math here, guess, guess how much, like, a level 3 Bedlam does. I like, in 1,200. Damage. No, not even close. <laughs> like, 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 if you got every tick of damage from oh, Bedlam, I don't know. I don't know what it's. I think thirty five hundred or something. It's like something <laughs> disgusting because if you do the math, it's like the attack interval is you know there's four of them per second, one seventy five damage over five seconds. It's like seven hundred damage per second times five. I don't know how to do math, but I think that's a lot. Sure. No, it sort of sounds like a lot. And there's a talent to increase that as well, although I never take it because 
uh, I figure like, I'm never going to actually land that much bedlam because I, I just dance around randomly around whatever target I'm bedlaming. <laughs> yeah, this is, it, it is like a really hard spell to get all the damage out, but that's mm-hmm. probably for best because otherwise, yeah. like, <laughs> it'd be really broken. This would be the most, yeah, it'd be the most like pecked hero and competitive or any other situation. Yeah. And what's his, uh, who is it? Crit. Crit is like level 30 Dark Willow. Yeah, Crit Crit is arguably the best Dark Willow in the world. Yeah. I want to see more of that. Listen, I know you listen, Bulba. (laughs) Hit him up. Her other ultimate is Terrorize. She releases her pet wisp Jex to terrorize her enemies. After a short delay, uh, which is really annoying to watch if people spam it and then cancel it, all enemies in the target area become fearful and run toward their home fountain. Um, so the cooldown, this is longer. It goes from 100 down to 80 seconds. Uh, and they run in fear for 3.5 to 4 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big, it's a pretty big AoE as well, which is not on the tooltip. Yeah, it, um, it's a pretty good uh, crowd control uh, mechanism. And one note is that you can only use one of her ultimates at a time. So if ah, Jix yes. is out doing something, Jix can only do one thing at a time. He's either circling you or he's out terrorizing, and you have to wait till he comes back before you can do the other thing, of course, depending if providing it's to off cooldown. Yeah. This is no, it's a good call. This is like one of the most chaotic spells in the game, just because you like pump this once and everybody on the enemy team has to scatter. It's like <laughs> or like pop a BKB immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like actually ridiculous that like you're allowed to animation cancel this ability um, because I, it, oh, so I, I'm pretty sure it shows a big like mark on the ground too. I don't maybe not just for maybe just for allies, but I thought for enemies too at one point, and it's like very distracting. This whole yeah, I was I was actually going to ask that when you mentioned it. I despite playing 43 games, I don't know whether it shows for enemies. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but it. It's cool. And it now, doesn't, so, actually. I, I remember now it doesn't until uh, it lands. So it just irritates my teammates. Um, yeah. Which is, in my mind, as much value. <laughs> so here you see how everything can work together. Because you can cast Cursed Crown on an enemy and then terrorize them. And they all have to run toward their home fountain, which means they'll all stay pretty close together for four seconds. The Cursed Crown will go off. You could put the Bramble Mace up where they're running, and they end up running into the Brambles because they can't avoid them because they don't have control of their heroes anymore. Then you cast, then when Jex comes back, you cast Bedlam and Shadow Realm, and you're invisible, and your little Gloom Bob, if you have the Immortal, is uh, zapping them for 3,500 damage. Um, I've never done this, but... like. They all fit together. There's a lot of synergy in her abilities. A tremendous yeah. amount of synergy. It's so good. Do you play her a lot, Sam? I mean, Elihu, you mentioned you've been playing her more, and, and I do. Do you play her, Sam? Yeah, I would say that she's one of my best fours. Even though, like, only level eight, I think that, like, from the moment this year was released, I kind of, like, vibed with it. And yeah, I don't think I'm, like, a an excellent dark willow player by any means but i think that i understand like what the hero is good at and i know how to like press my limits on things like shadow realm and try and like pumping dps in bedlam uh yeah i was convinced for 
for a while and maybe still a little bit convinced that you can like rush an arcane blink in this hero some games and just like go kill backline supports while they're like not paying attention <laughs> like <laughs> if they don't have like an aoe stun you just literally shadow realm blink bedlam and like one or two heroes are deleted i've done it against like terror blades and it's just funny to like watch a terror blade die to a support solo <laughs> Yeah, she is, without a doubt, one of the most fun heroes to play. One of the most fun support heroes to play if you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even behind, because you have you some have, things to do. You, yeah. have, you have some uh, use if you're behind. Unlike, like, Disruptor is miserable to play when you're behind because you're just running for your life. Where she can throw down <laughs> Brambles, she can throw down the Cursed Crown. You know, there are some things that she yeah. can do. It should be noted that this hero is also... Uh, useless against bkb um mm-hmm. every oh, single <laughs> spell she has does not go through bkb is dispelled with bkb um dispels in general until you get the shard also kind of screw this hero um but yeah. but if i believe i believe it's hard to spells because part of the kit or part of your usual build is getting a yules on her putting the cursed crown mm-hmm. yulesing into the air and then they land and they get stunned right well, that's, I mean, you can go for the Yules and, and just do the combos, or you can set them up um, with your, like, other abilities. Mm-hmm. And if you have a soft dispel, th- like, you can just dispel the Cursed Crown at any point. And mm-hmm. until you have Shard, there's, like, there's nothing that actually happens. Um, okay. And, and you have, like, four seconds to do it. So if you just get, like, a Lotus Orb on your team, or you yourself uh, have a Yules, like, on the enemy team, it's, like... It's pretty easy to take care of. I think yeah. that, like it's one of these uh, spells that like necessitates a basic dispel on the enemy team. Yeah, I usually end up against a legion commander for that very purpose. Yeah, uh, yeah and, the, and the other thing that you can do is if you're playing against Dark Willow and you have a Manta style, obviously you can <laughs> just use the Manta to get rid of Curse Count at any point, but you can try to time it so people who don't know how Dark Willow works <laughs> think you Manta dodged it. And then you look cool. That's valuable as well. That is uh, Not so much for Dark Willow, because she makes her opponents look cooler. But uh, I do that all the time whenever I'm against Dark Willow. Yeah. Do you want to... Uh, I'll go over some of these talents, maybe. We mentioned a couple in passing. Yeah, go ahead. Go through them. Sure. So at 10, you have the choice between minus 2 Shadow Realm cooldown and 0.6 second stun uh, from Curse Crown, which is, both of these are like kind of on their face, not too amazing, but the Shadow Realm cooldown is like really valuable and having two seconds off a cooldown that like saves you in most situations is very Mm -hmm. nice. Whereas the 0.6 is like just, it's like good value stun uh, added to your already value stun. Um, yeah, I always take the cool the cooldown. I think your reason is correct. Yeah, the stun is a little bit of a bait pick, I think. Um, at 15, you have plus 160 Curse Crown AoE and plus 32 Bedlam damage. Um, obviously, if you go for the 10 talent for the Curse Crown stun duration, the AoE is bound to be probably what you choose, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, but the bedlam damage is like 
I think you could choose either of these. I don't think it really matters too much. Um, although I've noticed the AOE in some games, and it's really big. Like it, yeah. you have to you have to run away from fights yeah. if yeah. you get cursed crowned. Oh wow! Yeah, that's. I usually try to make these decisions in advance, mostly based on what does the rest of my team have. Do we need more lockdown, or do we need more damage? And that yeah. is where how I usually. De- determined in advance okay am i gonna go for the cooldown or if i'm am i gonna go for extra stun duration am i going to go for the aoe or am i gonna go for the bedlam damage i think you can think about um there's like a secondary way of thinking about this i think and it's whether the team the enemy team is playing like clumped up or not and mm-hmm. like how hmm. that, them being clumped up helps you so if they have like a lot of uh heroes that like to like jump and like all contribute to a kill onto like your enemy heroes. Obviously, the curse crown AOE is like really valuable. If they have like a lot of illusions that just kind of like sit in one place, and like you know against good players, you can just micro away your hero or the illusion, and you don't actually like deal with the threat in any way, um, or you don't force the enemy to deal with the threat in any like significant way. Then I think that that pick is like a little bit of a bait, and you should go for the bedlam damage to just try to like clear clear the illusions, like, yeah. Yeah, get rid of illusions, yep. get rid of units, get rid of enemy heroes that get in your way. You yeah. know. As is the case in, in most situations with Dota, you, there's a lot of different factors that will lead into your decision. Yeah, there's like a lot of things you can look at. Um, so for the 20 talents, you have the minus 7 second Bramble Maze cooldown talent we talked about, or plus 50 damage, which is where this hero starts to kind of shine is like converting into core mm-hmm. um like past 40 minutes or whatever um because you pick up bags you pick up this 50 damage talent if you're really crazy and don't really value the extra root from bramble maze um and then you'll pick up the 25 talent that is 100 that plus 110 attack speed which synergizes <laughs> very well with the shadow realm uh buff from mags and the other option is, of course, uh, plus 1.5 second terrorize duration. So do any of those stand out to you, too, from the, the top four of the talent tree? Yeah, I mean, I I always end up taking the Bramble Mace CD because I always find myself doing that more. Mm-hmm. But since you, po- since you pointed out, um, or at least noted here, that BKB just totally stops her, mm-hmm. um, which which anyone who's played Dark Hollow learns uh, the hard way. Then the I see like even more value in that kind of transitioning into a right clicker with like damage AS and AGs, because then you could at least I mean you're not going to get the magical damage from the AGs, but you can still hit them from 600 additional range away yep. with plus 50 damage. That'll go through yep. the BKB. So maybe I would do that. Maybe I'll, I don't know. I just love the Bramble Mace CD. <laughs> I think that Bramble, like, it's definitely visually stimulating to see yeah. another Bramble Maze down. But at the end of the day, like, uh, unless you are very, very careful and precise with how you stack the Brambles and, like, make the maze, usually it just means, like, maybe they hit one more Bramble if you're like really yeah. lucky and if you're not they just have a bkb and run through all of them and clear them <laughs> you yeah, know true. so yeah um, 
I I think you could go either way on all of these talents. Actually, I think that like I think Dark Willow has some of like the more balanced and like, interesting talents in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, almost all of them for like directly impacting her kit or like assisting what you want to do with the hero already. She's so well designed. Yeah, she yeah. really is. <laughs> well, she and Pangolier came out the same time, and I was just really impressed with both yeah. of those, really. Yeah, so many of the new heroes, right? Pangolier, mm-hmm. Grimstroke, her... Mars. Uh, Hoodwink, Mars. Yeah, they all... Like, everything works together so well. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dawnbreaker kind of doesn't. But... Yeah, Dawnbreaker's clunky, as hell, yeah. I'm not going to lie. She just, like, runs at people. Hero... Good because stats. Thanks, yeah, Ice yeah. Frog. <laughs> right, yeah, she has big numbers. It feels yeah. it feels like 2012 again, and like <laughs> Life Stealers, like the best hero. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, All right, that's Dark Willow. Go play Dark Willow. She's super fun. She is. Yeah, everyone likes the player. Want to do some noobs ass noobs? Let's do it. Yeah. Holy shit! If you want peace. You must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. Rex Cow asks, Capitalists Podcast, huh, never heard of it, talked about their favorite and least favorite gamer handles. What is your favorite? Uh, Lihu, have you given any thought to this? What is my favorite? Um, I'm thinking through. Uh, Sam, if you Sam or Jim, if you have an answer right now, feel free because right now I'm processing <laughs> different games. Yeah, no handles. problem. No yeah. problem. As as far as least favorite, I feel like anything that I had growing up on like xbox oh, or saw on xbox you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean if there's like an x or like a 69 in your yes. yeah in your uh in your gamer tag or gamer handle or whatever you gotta you gotta chill out yeah um <laughs> that's a good call but i think my favorites i'm i'm into like simple ones especially if they're yeah. like they, they have some like flavor about you like dubu is a great one mm-hmm. i like you know it it just means tofu in korean which is like kind of kind huh. of like a I guess it's not funny, but like it's like a little like hidden hee hee. I guess if you yeah. know, and then I didn't know it. Yeah, I think that Dubu is also like maybe vegetarian, um, so it maybe has like some some deeper meaning. Um, I'm sure that you're gonna say monkeys forever, but I I I do like monkeys forever. Um, I think I like the person Jaron Clinton. <laughs> more than his name his name is adorable though because his mom used to call him his monkey and so he calls himself ah. or his, and so he calls himself monkeys forever because i don't know he loves it's an mom. homage to his mom yeah yeah which is very sweet yeah um i think my <laughs> if so hustler is great uh because it's just a kid from mongolia mm. um i like hustler uh, lebron dota is great because it's just such a but he's like just like a Bulgarian kid, and it's like okay, that's you know crossing crossing realms. Mm-hmm. I've always loved uh, Ramses with a Z six 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 all capitals. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I I have to point out that there, it's not a coincidence that the best 
gamer handles come from like oh. Eastern Europe. Like they're <laughs> yeah, they all do. like like abs like depressed kid, epileptic <laughs> yeah. kid. Like what are what yeah. are these? Where are they coming from? And they change them all the time. Yeah. And yeah. Like the the no one is honestly good. Like like No one is great. Yeah, yeah, no one is really good. God is great. <laughs> Remember God? There's a guy who just called himself God. Oh I, <laughs> Wait, I was it God or like Bog? It was G. Oh, okay. Uh, he was on uh, VP Polar in like 2014 oh, goodness. or 2015. I know God was... from BTS, and I know Humble God, God Anna. But yeah. Yeah, Humble God, yeah. He was just God. <laughs> just called himself God. Okay. And then uh, I remember when I saw Epileptic Kid, I was like, oh, either that's one of my very favorite names. Um, but I really God. hope he has epilepsy, because <laughs> if he doesn't, then it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like... Is he making fun of disabled people? I don't really understand. Yeah. I'm gonna, I never looked into it. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because, as, okay. as like a as a former sus <laughs> gamer handle <laughs> haver, like I feel like yeah. feel like sometimes you're just making a, a self joke that doesn't translate well to to other people or like you know some some other closely congruent uh, relationship like your brother <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's fair. Uh, Elihu, with some with some additional time. All right, so uh, the ones that I lean towards immediately, I like a lot of the li- Team Liquid names, like uh, Taiga okay. and yeah. Insania. Like I, I just I like those. But if I'm going with something more closer to home, I like Scourge McDuck. Mm. Not necessarily because of the player, but just because I grew up watching Ducktales and Scrooge yep. McDuck, and so Scourge McDuck, I like that. That's illusion. Um, Very good call. But yeah, I'm with Sam that a lot of the, if I saw it on Xbox, if it's like, hey, I'm going to use this overtly in you, this name that has an overt innuendo, like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. So. I mean, I was going to ask because both of you don't have like a gamer tags or gamer handles that use like your name and i obviously (laughs) just have a lazy gamer handle do you see them as being lazy when people just like put their initials or like their name like hector no or i mean yeah whatever it's 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 completely fine that doesn't bother me a bit like two of the friends who got me into dota one of them's name's drew and his gamer tag is drew the other's mm. name is Lance, <laughs> and his is Lanz, L-A-N-Z. So, I mean... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't worry too much about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I run into those guys in pubs a lot for some reason. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's happened multiple times. Huh. But yeah, I like not counting pro players, one of my very favorite gamer tags is Greg Schur. <laughs> yes. Which is just Greg Schur's name. Uh, and he uses his full name as his gamer tag, which I think is pretty wild. Yep. <laughs> and yours is is very close, Sam. Yeah. I mean, now, now our listeners all know it, that it's Sam. Mm-hmm. I I write it down anyway, and I I have like a relatively public uh, life, yeah. I guess, in, in some ways. Like I, I'm I'm not afraid of you, dear listener. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now, Come at me. Now, yeah. Now Bayaluct is gonna uh, drop off a. a bag of spiders at your house or something in a week please please do not do that Bea. i will i will <laughs> scream yeah uh rex cow follows up with uh, another good question i think which hero has the best default skin mm. 
No hats. I'll go first. I think it's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? I think Phoenix looks great. Really? Yeah, just naked, naked Phoenix. Like it's co- it's an interesting design, but I think that like I don't know. I've already seen Phoenixes like in other in other <laughs> fantasy in, in other fantasy like uh, settings, and this one isn't like really different or like really like wowing me. And I I really like some of the sets that Phoenix has. So yeah, I like it's not some one of the that I would ever. It's hmm. it's not it's not a hero I would ever wear naked. If that makes sense, like there's yeah. heroes that I think well. I, I I could, but no birthday suit for me. Yeah, I I honestly <laughs> um I would go with either Dark Willow, um okay. because I just do like her model, and then Winter Wyvern, I'm a fan of. Um, mm, that's not a good one, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it might be cheating, but like Elder Titan is just like cool on mm-hmm. its own. Yep. Or like a brewmaster. I don't have any. I have like a different barrel for. Oh, I have soju barrel. Okay, that's good. I'll use that. But even without <laughs> like just the classic like big old barrel of ale. Like how mm-hmm. can you how can you beat that with like this this? I don't even know what it would be. It's like a nunchuck, but with one that's much bigger. I'm sure there's a there's a technical name for that, but I don't. A, I don't know what his weapon is called. I, I, sh- I surely don't. I think you're you're. Brewmaster's a good call because I think almost all of his sets make him look worse. Yeah. <laughs> and like I use the one with the, the fish on the end of a fishing pole because I love dead fish in my right. cosmetics. Right. And then I use this one head from a cash set that is like the lowest poly count cosmetic <laughs> in like the entire game. It looks just atrocious. And so I use it. <laughs> but I do think like his default skin probably looks better than nearly all of his <laughs> cosmetics i used the yeah. uh when they had the pirate theme set come out i've got the one for brewmaster oh, yeah. i use that one of course i never play brewmaster but it's there <laughs> brewmaster. those are good good answers good answers um elihu asks you can make one change to any hero ability regardless of whether it would be op or not what is your choice? Uh, while Sam and I, so I have asked many questions and I have been someone who has asked many questions in various uh, areas of my life. And I know that if you have a question for someone, it's because you have an answer you want to share. <laughs> and so I, I think Elihu will call on you first okay. while Sam and I think through That's uh, the answer to this. That's fine. Honestly, and this goes to what I would say earlier, is I would completely change uh, uh, Bane. I think Bane is mm. not not good right now. And I know his Q has been changed like 17 times, um, but I would change it again. I would change the Enfeeble to... Let me think. I would I would make it. Let me do one of two things. One, I would uh, include a mana. I would drain mana in the brain sap. So the same amount of damage you're doing and healing you're getting, you get mana as well. Ah. And two, I think back the when Enfeeble was the best was when it stole damage. Yeah. And he could use it himself. So I would do that, and then uh, if I'm just throwing out another one, I'll say that I wish Disruptor's Thunderstrike 
did a an AOE mini stun every time it it sparked. Oof. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I have one, Sam, so I'll give you a little more time if you want right. to uh, take it. I would change Epicenter, the worst ultimate ability in the game, on the worst hero in the game, Sam King. Uh, I was someone pointed out to me that he apparently has like a fifty-four percent win rate at every bracket, but I just say those people would win even more games if they chose another hero. <laughs> but I think Epicenter is atrocious. I think Sand King. Um, I think it's it's like AOE magic damage over time around you every hundred seconds. Uh, I would change it to something like that if like he burrows in the ground that affects the sand and turns it into like quicksand so it would be kind of like uh that warlock spell upheaval mm-hmm. um upheaval yeah but maybe he doesn't have to channel it right because it's an ultimate um because i think he you know he does a bunch of damage with sandstorm caustic finale i think is weird but it's kind of a cool ability so maybe it should be in the game um so i would get rid of epicenter as it is and Switch it to more like an AOE team fighty kind of thing, somehow involving sand. Hmm. Sam. All right. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, if I were to now now that we talked about Dawnbreaker, I like can't help but try to fix her. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I would change her ultimate. So instead of going up into the sky, like. Silver Surfer style, and then, like, <laughs> landing back down somewhere. I would have her, like, more classic superhero style. Like, you would have the same channel time, and, like, the same idea of, like, global uh, locating alt, but I think that you shouldn't necessarily... I don't know if you should be... If you should be required to target it on an allied hero or not, but I think you should, char- like... Uh, zoom across the map and stun everything in your path as well like yeah. an oh, like a, think of like an oh. instant charge like an instant uh spear breaker charge interesting so this way she has more utility and it's not just like easily like you just hop out of the the circle that like appears yeah um so like and... a mix between superman and spirit breaker charge yeah exactly so something that like is a little bit more visually impressive or uh, actually impressive in game and isn't like the, the easiest ability to avoid mm-hmm. in game right now. Yeah. That's cool. I like that idea. Hmm. I like all these ideas. Not, I don't want to play against that vein, but <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely help the hero. Yeah. Uh, it'd be more fun. It'd be more fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do one last question. We're running late. Uh, Robotigan via Greg. Um, so shout out to Robotigan for answering this, for asking this. Who is the greatest British prime minister of all time? Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say Benjamin Disraeli because his name is uh, immortalized in the Cream album Disraeli Gears. Okay. <laughs> 68 1967 uh and so that's how i know the name benjamin disraeli okay and i am not going to name any that have recently been there because i don't know british politics well enough and i don't want to step in it yeah <laughs> i think it's I, tony blair but uh 
I'm pretty sure that that's not like a popular opinion. But also, like, if you like British prime ministers, like, I'm sorry, you have a problem. Like, yeah. I think it's like 100 <laughs> years of disgrace. So. Well, I'm going to, um, my easy answer would be Winston Churchill from World <laughs> yeah, War II. Well, most people would And, it. however, I will throw out an honorable mention to Margaret Thatcher entirely because I was in a choir that sang for her. Oh wow! Yeah, I sang. So you, you I, I sang for saw the, her with your own eyes. Yes, yes. Wow, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I would also say didn't the didn't the British throw uh, Churchill out of office after World War Two, and they brought in a guy who established the NHS? Isn't that like the the thing? Like even after World War Two, they wanted the NHS, and so they got rid of Churchill and they brought in this other guy. I who that other guy was? I honestly don't know. I, I can Apparently, just because I do Clement Attlee. Okay, I've studied like World War II history, and so I know Ch- Ch- Churchill's involvement there. But in terms of British politics post World War II, I can't really tell you much of anything about anything. Yeah. Also, advice: don't read about Churchill before World War II. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll go with Clement Attlee be also because I do health policy stuff and, uh, you know, got to rep the NHS. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to love it. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, after we've disclosed our deep knowledge of, of British political <laughs> history, hi, you're welcome, Robot, again. Uh, we will sign off for the day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, come check out our Discord. You can find the links from we like dota.com and if you are herald guardian or crusader and that is anyone who is herald guardian or crusader you don't have to have been part of our community already one of our members is hosting a tournament uh we'll probably remember to boost it up at the beginning of the next episode Mm -hmm. just for herald guardian and crusader players it's going to happen after ti he's organizing it uh it's gonna be super fun i will play in it uh i don't know if elihu if you're gonna play in it the scheduling might be tough for you but um. Yeah, we'd love to have more players. Uh, I know Ye Old Raven, the guy who's running it, would love to have more players. Uh, so come check it out. Yeah, and I will be coaching a team. So if you are interested in joining my team, we still have open slots. And uh, yeah, are you currently like recruiting players? Yeah, I'm currently. We, <gasps> we currently have like two players, but I mean, I'm okay. not. I'm not set on anything yet. And there's obviously a little bit of time before registration. Yep. opens and closes or whatever. I think it well just registration is but... open because I just did that last night oh well yeah <laughs> alright registration's open but not closed and no, no knowing me I'm not going to do it until the night before so come hit me up if you uh, want to play you're one of those yeah I'll just I'll just DM you old raven uh, the day after it closes <laughs> and tell them to please add me to it um, so yeah we'll, we'll see you around there uh, come check us out come play with us go play Dark Willow and we'll see you next week bye right, bye bye